Great show today to kick off the week. We will officially reveal the winners of the first ever Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament. Plus, Toby Kavalivog is in from Leisure Outdoor Adventures to talk Leech Lake, Walleye, and Muskie. It's all coming up. I won't ever understand my shorties be mad when all I want to do is stick my toes in the sand. There's nothing wrong with champagne, dancing and such, but the nightlife in the city don't impress me much. I don't feel right in the club, I'd rather be out Sitting in my 14-footer catching some trout The fishes all tremble at the thought of me When I'm F-I-S-H-I-I-N, Paul Bunyan Country And welcome to another week of Fish in Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle, celebrating our 30th year. Always good to check in with Toby Kabalivag of Leisure Outdoor Adventures. Toby, of course, a Bemidji native who uh, has been uh, teaching, coaching over in Brainerd for how many years is it now for you, Toby? I am starting year uh, 22, I believe it is. 20? Yeah, 22 years. 22 years of uh, coaching uh, hockey, softball, a little bit of soccer mixed in there for a couple of years, and and uh, sixth through eighth graders, the middle schools, the wonder, the wonder years, the wonder. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So twenty. Yeah, they're figuring life out. They're figuring life out, just like you know, like the rest of us. Well, I'm still trying to figure it out too. Yeah. So 22 <laughs> years of that, and then how many years uh, guiding fish? Well, uh, I, I worked with uh, Walleye Dance Guide Service. Right, right away down in Brainerd area, um, starting out. So uh, this will probably be year about year 20. Okay. I think uh, year, year nine or whatever with Le- Le- Leisure Outdoor Adventures, and one year kind of just filling in, and then 10 years with Walleye Dance. So I guess that's, uh, that, that adds up to be 20. Wow. So 20 years now, I guess. And So I guess I've been, uh, I've been uh, guiding as long as I have been fishing without guiding, you know, by myself. <laughs> so uh, one of them deals, it's, you know. It's uh, it's all it's all great. I love I love every day. Well, the most part. Some days you get those weather days that are a little bit cold and crazy, and you'd maybe rather be on the couch. But for the most part, every day is a every day is a memory. I like it. These days, you've been uh, doing most of your guiding on uh, leech. I'm assuming that's the case this summer as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I actually keep a I keep a camper at uh, Blue Water Blue Water Lodge and RV Park here in the south end of Walker Bay, and. And uh, pretty much become a full-time Walker resident at least for uh, at least for four months of the summer. So I've been home a couple times uh, to do different things and see the family, and and a lot of times with the RV park now the family comes up, which is the case here this weekend. Maggie came up, my wife. We had a day in the boat yesterday and got to catch catch up, and and uh, she's around still today. And I have a late start today, which is why we're talking, and that's nice. So we got to finish up breakfast here and and uh, chat about things, and nice. now I'm gonna go to work. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, what's been going on on Leech Lake the last few weeks? Well, you know, we had we had the warm water temperatures, so that kind of brought on a summer transition that happened pretty fast and heavy and kind of slowed things down. And then with all the rains and storms and, and cooler temps overnight, we've cooled things down to around 74 degrees, which is ideal for fishing. And with that, the, the temperature or the, with the temperatures drop, uh, so fishing actually picked up for the for walleye fishing. We have a lot of people out doing trips. We got guys this morning. And, uh, you know, your typical patterns for walleyes here and around Leech Lake are, are on full swing. You can catch them with crankbaits and, and with spinners still and, and or live bait rig or even just pitching a jig and a nightcrawler or a jig and a leech or plastics. 
or uh, seem to work. We have a ton, a ton of forage in the lake this year. The uh, biomass for the perch, crayfish, and uh, all the bugs and leeches and everything else that swim around in Leech Lake is just, it's a, it's a, the biggest buffet I've seen on Leech Lake. So some days the fishing can be a little bit tougher, but in general, the fish are there. Tons and tons and tons of keeper walleyes across the lake, which again is awesome. It's a nice, it's a nice healthy biomass. And uh, people are catching them from the south end of the lake all the way up to the north end in Walker Bay. And, and like the tactic, tactics I mentioned, you know, this time of year, a lot of people will wait till the lower light periods and go out and pull crankbaits, and that works just fine. But it does work as well during the middle of the day, too. Um, and then in the mornings, we like to, because we do fish the west side a lot more than the east side or south side, uh, we, we are spending a lot of time, you know, <clears throat> pitching artificials like jigging rapalas or other crankbaits and uh jigs and leeches and um <clears throat> i i still do lindy rigs with uh, uh live bait rigs with uh night crawlers seems to be my favorite tactic it's easy for people to learn the concept and uh doesn't take a lot of casting so i prefer to do that but boy do you go through the night crawlers when you get off the spot and hit the hit the weeds and the the perch are there it's rapidly tap 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 as fast as you can as soon as you get off the walleyes there's perch you know it's I tell people, you know, if you're getting perch bites, bites all the time, and unfortunately it's not the nice perch, it's the little perch, then maybe annoying perch, uh, where you're getting bit nonstop when you get off when you get off the walleye spots and into the weeds. Uh, there's just a ton of them. But I, I still like to use crawlers, and I tell people, you know, if you're getting perch bites, we probably need to move over a little bit because where the walleyes are, perch aren't dumb either. There's typically not that many perch. So if you can just, and they're pretty tight schools, so sometimes it's pretty short little drift or troll to, and you're back out of the walleyes and into the purse. You just got to go re-back and go back and do it again. But with technology, technology, uh, there's definitely a lot of walleyes. And driving around, you see them. You, you, they're pretty much on every structure there is on the lake. You just got <clears> to <throat> figure out where they are on the structure and what they want. How patient are you going to be before you decide to move on? Uh, for fishing? Uh, yeah. Well, that's a good question. You know, there's, there's I'm, a, I'm a kind of an old school believer. <clears throat> it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to leave fish to catch fish. But this year, with the uh, with the fish at times being a little bit a uh, little bit stubborn because I think their bellies are full, um, I'll give it two passes. Uh, a typical first pass, uh, school of walleyes, we'll catch two or three of the first drift through a, a patch of walleyes, and and then the second one it goes down to two or one, and then and then I'll get a pass where I see nothing, and if I see that the fish have scattered, they're still there, but they're scattered. They're not perched up and necessarily eagerly ready waiting to eat. And I've seen they've gone to the bottom, flattened out, or off to the side, and kind of kind of scattered. They're not a tight school anymore. And if we go through that school and do not catch a fish, I will move at that point. So it's kind of you go by and you keep knocking on the door. And if nobody answers, it's time to move, even though you're seeing them. <clears throat> but you know what? It doesn't take a long time to, you know, give them. <clears throat> excuse me, give them 10, 15 minutes, and you can go back on that school of fish. So uh, and you'll pick up a couple more. So there is a lot of moving around. It's you can sit in one spot and grind it out, and you'll catch them. Uh, or you can you can move around and and as a guide you know you kind of you kind of feel guilty I do anyways if you just sit there and, on the same spot and I don't feel people are getting their money's worth so it's not like I'm driving across 112,000 acres to a to a new spot either I'll just move down you know 100 yards this way or that way and find another school of fish I work hard for people and we all do and and uh, usually it works out. Okay, of all the the types of uh, methods we can catch walleyes right now, what's What's your least favorite? What's the one you don't want to have to do? Oh, boy. Uh, I really don't have that that uh, the belief that I have one method that I don't like. I would say I would say that 
jig wrapping is my favorite, but it's also the most dangerous when you get multiple people casting. <laughs> jig wraps are extremely sharp, so I would say that might be my least favorite from a just from a safety standpoint. You know, it's kind of like musky fishing, you do, which I've just started doing here this last week. Uh, a lot of musky fishing lately, but it's like that. You like if you have more than two people in the boat, it's a little bit risky to have people pitching jig wraps all over. It's not just the casting part; it's when you bring in a fish and they pop off right at the net, and that lure goes flying. I know I've had a couple hooks stuck in my arms, so uh, it's a little bit, a little bit on the dangerous side, dangerous side uh, with those with those bad boys. But boy, do they work! They are a fantastic tool for uh, catching walleyes. Uh, so I, it's it's probably my favorite and least favorite at the same time, if that's possible. Okay, okay, gotcha. You know, um, one of the things that that has happened over the years, you mentioned electronics. That's just one aspect, but that has really changed the game in the last 10 years. Um, We certainly have slower times, but it doesn't seem to me that we have the real dog days anymore where you just don't catch anything. There's always walleyes being caught in this day and age. It is, and and you're spot on. It's the technology your technology plus the education, two and two together. I mean, people are, on average, must, much better anglers, you know, with mapping, side imaging, down imaging, you know, 360 imaging, all the image. The fish, fish are really, it's really hard for them to hype. But what I am learning and I've seen is with the newer technologies, with the mention, what I just mentioned, those imaging type side, down scan, whatever, whatever brand you have, um, there is a lot of power behind those units, and if you've ever listened to a transducer, just a regular transducer on a boat, it makes a ticking sound, and that's, you know, the sonar bouncing off the bottom. It shoots a little sonar out, and it bounces off an object, comes back, and that's where you get your reading. And and what I have found with, uh, I'm a Lorance guy, and I know guys that are running the Garmin's, and it's the same thing. What I am finding is you absolutely are going to find fish with those, but I do believe that those are spooking the fish. So you run through the fish and you're shining them with the, like I have the live sight transducer with Lorance, so I can, I have it hooked to my Minn Kota Vantage, so wherever I'm pointing my trolling motor, I can see what's there, you know, horizontally in the water. And I can watch those fish swim away from me when they get hit by it, and I can also watch those fish go right to the bottom and lay there, which I call pancake. And uh, when that happens, they're not going to bite. So with technology, there becomes another hurdle, comes another hurdle. So as a fisherman now, I have to figure out a way to, find those fish and then not spook them, which for me, quite honestly, I'm shutting it off a lot of times. If I'm bobber fishing and I find the fish with side imaging or, or my live site, as soon as I find where they're at, I point out where they're at, I throw a bobber out, I shut it off. So they have no idea anymore that someone's hitting them with a the sonar, per se. Okay. No, I- You're right. You're right. With that technology, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of advances, but also I'm learning that fish are becoming more spooky. Well, I, you know, I suppose it is, and, and you know, I know certainly like on Cass Lake, that's a zebra mussels have a lot to do with that. That's even starting to happen yep. on Winnie to some degree. Are you noticing yep. clearer water on Leech? Absolutely. Yep. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. With the musky fishing specifically, uh, you know, the rocks on Leech Lake by this time of year after July. 20th typically on average the rocks start to heat up and the musky fishing gets good out there and uh some of the bars you know top out real shallow and you could always see those rocks on sunny days and some of them were a little deeper and i'm seeing the rocks with my eyeballs and you know six seven feet of water where typically on a windy day you wouldn't see them before and with that becomes a hurdle because the fish are still using them but again they're spooky and and when it's crystal clear and calm some days they don't prefer that and they move out a little deeper so 
It's going to be an interesting transition here the next couple of years. I, you know, I, I was I was asked by a, another media out, outlet a couple of years ago on an interview when they first our last year when they first found the zebra mussels to uh, kind of give my insight and report, and I didn't I didn't see a difference. I didn't see a lot of change, but uh, with this year, whether the water levels were down and clarity and everything else, it's just it seems to be quite a bit clearer. And uh, you're right in comparison, it will turn into uh, Winnie or Cass Lake where it's going to get clearer and clearer and clearer, and those fish are going to be more sensitive, and uh, it's going to become more of a low-light period type deal, and, and or people are going to have to learn to cast and fish shallow like they do on Cass Lake, because the lake will change, and uh, unfortunately it's happening. Later on in the show, we'll dive into some musky talk with Toby Kavalibog, but up next, we officially reveal the first-ever winners of the first-ever Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. I'm Kev Jackson. Well, it has come and gone, the first ever Lucas Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament. Danae Alamano, the Executive Director of the United Way of the Bemidji Area, joining me. And Danae, you guys survived it, and by and large, as I followed it this weekend, it seemed like it went really well. It did, yeah. I think a lot of people had a lot of fun, and even even people not in the tournament, we got texts and messages uh, all weekend as people followed the tournament. It was a lot of fun. And it was, uh, I think, a really unique uh, way to do a tournament uh, through the app that's getting to be more popular, but the way it was set up with a couple of different options, bass or walleye, um, some really decent guaranteed prizes, and uh, such a variety of places you could fish. Uh, For a lot of people, I think it opened up a wider group that could participate because they didn't have to drive into town. They didn't have to be on a lake they weren't familiar with. They could just kind of hang out at home, more or less. Really, they could, as long as it had a public access on the lake. They could definitely do that. And it was fun, too, going through the pictures of people with their fish. Uh, a lot of kids, a lot of parents brought their kids out fishing, and I think, I mean, that's always a good thing around here. Oh, absolutely. And uh, it, it was interesting to see as it, you know, th- that we could keep up with everything and see who was leading. And the one thing I noticed, it, it, it appeared anyway, that a lot of fishing and a lot of success was done Friday and Saturday, I don't know if the bite was a little slow Sunday or they just weren't able to get any bigger fish because it, it, the numbers didn't move too much on Sunday. Yeah, it really slowed Sunday. It really did. Um, so we have some winners. Uh, let's make it official. The bass champions are Joe Ullman and Sam Larson. Uh, they had 102.25 inches of fish, and they claimed the $3,000 first prize. Robert Hagen and Hunter Jones were the runners-up and uh, brought home $1,100-plus, almost $1,200. Uh, Jason Hochstetter and Matt Rousseau finished third, with Hunter Mitchell and Jacob Bridgman rounding or taking fourth and rounding out the top five, James Eichens and Bob Bateman. But there were nine spots, and uh, also winning some money and or prizes were Woody Grothy and Clay Scholl at sixth, Brian Hag and Julie Hag at seventh, Andy and Mark Anderson at eighth, and the Petersons, Craig and Charlie, at number nine. Uh, walleye division, Brian Martinka, Dan Fuller with an amazing basket of 135 inches and five walleyes. That's a lot. 
and $3,000 for them. Then came Aaron Schmitz and Tony Claire's at 131.5, which is also pretty amazing, and also over 130 inches, uh, 130.75, Tony Willie and Jesse Jernis. Uh, Mike Winkler and Sean Moran were fourth, and Joseph Edlin and Todd Sauer rounded out the top five with the uh, next four, Mike Amble and Paul Schumer, Jason Rylander and Jamie Forenbacher, uh, Mike Aaron Anderson, Farenbacher. See, you you wanted me to announce it because you didn't want to get the names wrong, and <laughs> I got the it wrong. Only one I know. Oh, okay. The only one I know. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Anderson and Doug Anderson and Steve Heller and Jordan Heller. So yeah, you had some uh, you had some family groups there, uh, even in the uh, top nine on both sides, and uh, and and really it was a very generous tournament. The three thousand guaranteed, I thought, was a, g- a good move in the first year, and st- and even the prizes after that, uh, all the way through the top nine. Um, I think people had to be satisfied. Yeah, I mean, really, eighteen prizes with two tournaments happening, so uh, it was it was a lot of fun. And no duplicates on each side. You know, we kind of wondered if people would try for both, and uh, most people stayed in in one of the tournaments the whole weekend. Yeah, it looks like they they picked their uh, their favorite uh, fish and stayed there. And I guess uh, you know maybe that's the way it has to be. But I thought maybe somebody might get aggressive. But uh, if they did. Uh, they didn't do all uh, particularly well, it doesn't look like, uh, at sure. least in, in the other one. Um, so what were you hearing from the anglers? What were you hearing from others? Well, we had 67 teams total, which is a great first year. Uh, we had a minimum goal of 50 and a hope for 100. So I'd say year one was a, a success. Uh, anglers had a lot of fun. We got a lot of fun messages over the weekend. Uh, a lot of questions about the app because, of course, you had to make sure you took the pictures correctly for them to qualify. Uh, but overall, we we thought it was a great first year and hope to do it for many more. We're really thankful to Lucan's Village Foods, to uh, Fish and Ball Bunning Country, and Coca-Cola as the major sponsors for the event. Well, it seemed to be something that the the whole committee really enjoyed being a part of, really liked the idea of. I think it, again, adds some flexibility for some people. And does make it, I think, in a sense, more family friendly. So um, mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's, I think it's something that certainly can be a, a part of the landscape of a Bemidji summer for many years. Definitely, I think so too. Okay. Well, again, we want to congratulate the champions, Joe Oman and Sam Larson, the Bass Champs, and Brian Martinka and Dan Fuller combined for the Walleye Champs. Um, we're going to be hopefully hearing from those guys a little bit later on this week. And before we let you go today, what else do we have coming up uh, in the United Way in the coming months? Well, I should say, too, United Way did raise over $14,000. Oh, yes, I forgot to ask uh, that. Yeah, and sponsorship dollars. And we're really grateful as we continue to look at ways to fund different programs and services in Bemidji, from food and shelter to um, health and education at all. It all matters for people who need it uh, in Bemidji. But, uh, yeah, coming up, we got our big fall campaign. So lots of, lots of work being done, lots of uh, virtual tools and materials on our website that we just posted last week and getting ready to, to hopefully uh, make a big splash this fall. And of course, no uh, intended. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but of course, your other big outdoors event is coming up. Uh, actually, not that far down the road, it'll be time to start talking about the uh, the trap shooting contest. Yes, trap shooting contest is September 29th, and uh, this will be our our fourth annual this year. Uh, and that's always a fun time too with five person teams. Uh, there'll be a few adjustments this year due to COVID, but. Uh, we should be able to safely still have the tournament and adjust the banquet as needed. 
Okay. Anything else before we wrap it up today? Just thanks again to Lucan's Village Foods for being the title sponsor. And one more time, congratulations to our Lucan's Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament winners, the Bass Champs, Joe Oman and Sam Larson, and the Walleye Champs, Brian Martinka and Dan Fuller. Danae, thanks for taking time today. We appreciate it. Thank you. Toby Cavallibog is seeing muskies. Toby Cavallibog is catching muskies. It's Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. You did bring up the muskies. Yeah. Have you had yeah. had a chance to get out there and fish for muskies much this summer? I have. I have, yeah. It's, you know, in, in June, I, I uh, did a little bit of trolling for them and, and uh, put some fish in the boat. And uh, and now we're in that summer transition. So uh, Leech Lake is... Is uh, is a great musky lake, as as you know. It's, it's historically it's got some of the nicest fish in Minnesota in it, and and uh, the dog the days back in the the musky crazy slaughter days, they, you know, they had those pictures you've seen, the famed Leech oh, Lake yes. uh, musky rampage, and and the muskies are still in Leech Lake, and there's a lot of them. Um, you know, there's there's uh, different types of fishing for muskies in Walker Bay. It's it's a deeper, clearer bite that you fish, and also suspended. There's muskies that are suspended on on Leech Lake all year long, but in Walker Bay there seems to be quite a few that stay out. There's more of a Cisco tulipy forage that they can chase along with the perch and walleye, whatever they eat. Um, uh, so you can fish shallow and you can fish deep and you can troll and you can do it all right in Walker Bay. And in the main lake, it's mainly a rock sand transition type deal. And uh, the fish are definitely there. We saw fish this week on all the rock spots. And, uh, and up in the bays and Sucker and Portage Bay, there's deep weeds, there's shallow weeds, and the fish are in the weeds too, the slop, and and they're moving. They're getting in there. People are catching fish. It is a little bit of a slow transition for that shallow water push, I believe. It's it's just starting to get going. Um, we uh, I had a I had one customer I fished for four days this week, and we saw fish every time we went out. And it wasn't until day four that we finally got two in the boat. So you know, it it took us a while. It was a grind, and and uh, like what I was talking about with walleyes, uh, finding fish that are not pressured is kind of the key to catching muskies on Leech Lake and anywhere of course but Midgey area's got some great lakes and they're becoming more pressured too and and finding that time of the day that perfect time when it's uh when it's time for them to eat and knowing that by following the moon calendars and and or weather changes and wind and knowing which ones to go to today's a clear clear day with wind uh so there's a lot of options today on Leech Lake so just for example we're going to go out at one o'clock and fish till dark and uh we have some winds so I know the rocks are in play today uh with the sun the weeds should be in play and in the low light periods, when it gets close to dark, I'm going to just go to some of my favorite sand sand uh, weed transition areas where they're where they typically are in the evening and, and are feeding, and that's where we're going to go. So the it's cranking up. The water temps are perfect. It's not too warm, and it's a healthy it's a healthy time of year to be fishing for them. And the action's getting pretty darn good here on Leech Lake. Now, overall, everything I'm hearing is the numbers of people out on the water fishing is way way up. Uh, what about for muskies? Yep. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's a, it's a, it's pressured for sure. And, and the people, people seem to fish the, the Portage Bay weeds and the rocks on the main lake more than anywhere else. And, uh, you know, in guiding this week, uh, there was boats on every single, even midweek, there was boats on every, every single rock structure in the lake. So you got to be patient. You got to get in line. You got to take your turns. And, uh, I recommend that people do that. And, you know, obviously be courtesy with musky fishing. You don't cut in front of people and, and just be patient, but there's enough fish for everybody. You're going to see fish on Leech Lake when you go out and cast for a day, uh, typically in a day. And, and uh, when you get to those right times, uh, times of the day, you're going, to, you're going to catch one too. But a lot more pressure. Yep, it's not just it's not just musky. It's bass fishing. We just had a couple of tournaments here. 
the walleye fishing, people are, you're right, you know, people are here for a week, and that's their bread and butter when people are on vacation. They own a walleye fish and then dabble in musky or bass or crappie or sunfish. And uh, with the muskies, uh, there's only so many prime structures. So what I like to do is bump those fish a little bit. We get out there and get in line and make a few casts because you know there's fish there, and it's good confidence for people to see see a couple fish. And then every day I'm trying to learn a new spot. And I've been fishing the lake for 10 years. And so, you know, some days you find them, some days you don't on those new spots. But for every new spot I get, it's usually an extra fish in the boat, you know. So sure. that's, if you can avoid those pressured spots, you can have a better chance. So that's kind of where it's at. But, yes, there's a lot of pressure on Leech Lake, especially the main lake. So we, we are excited, everybody I'm talking to is excited uh, about having all these new anglers out there spending time on the water. Uh, I think the key to get them back next year is, is that they have success. Has this been a good year for a lot of anglers to be out there? Has the fish been biting overall this summer? General fishing, absolutely. Uh, I do believe it was a little slow with muskies here for the last, again, it's just kind of picking up, I believe. But uh, we had about a week of where it typically would be good, it would be slow. But uh, the guys that are fishing smallmouth are having luck. People that are walleye fishing and trying to catch uh, your keeper-sized pike, the smaller ones are getting a lot of action. And so I do believe because the biomass is so healthy in the lake that uh, it's hard to overfish because the fish are not necessarily jumping in the boat, but it's definitely been a good year for, for catching. I, I, was, I was chatting with one of the resort owners the other day. He said their month of May and June was phenom- months of May and June were phenomenal. Typically, like they do, people struggled a little bit in July. You know, they were going out by themselves, doing your, you know, the, the, the standard jig in a minnow or just trolling. That's a lot of what, you know, people staying on vacation will do. Uh, some of them struggled a little bit, but but uh, I am seeing from a guiding standpoint that it says it's maybe, like I said, maybe just a little slower at times because the fish seem to be full and or pressured, but uh, there's a lot of them. Finding them is not hard. And I'm seeing a lot of keeper-sized walleyes all over the lake where before it was more just the west side. And when you went to the big lake, it was more just the bigger fish. Well, it's not so much the case. There's nice keeper-sized walleyes all over Leech Lake, and that's awesome. So if I'm going out this week, uh, what should I bring with me? What should I start with? I would would keep it pretty simple. I would, Kev, I would come with with a crankbait rod. And in the midday to evenings, I think pulling shad wraps and... uh, in some of the Goose uh, Goose Island areas, uh, West Goose Flats, and north and around there, and in the ducks, and I need those sand flats uh, where people were maybe pulling spinners on the edges here just a couple weeks ago. Those fish are up on top and they're chasing perch, and and with with a shad wrap, you're going to catch jumbo perch, you're going to catch uh, northern pike, and you're going to catch a lot of keeper walleyes, and that's in that 10 to 14 foot area. And you know, running a number seven shad wrap or something similar that'll run 10 feet pretty easy gets your bait down there close to the bottom or two, three, four feet off the bottom, and those walleyes will find that, and it'll be just good. So I think that's a, that's a kind of a key. And uh, and uh, along with that, I would bring uh, night crawlers, a whole bunch of them, <laughs> a worm blower and a one-quarter-ounce slip sinker, and throw it out there and cover some water, and you're going to catch some walleyes. All right, before we wrap it up, uh, you know, a lot of the guys I talk to are, are, are people who do this in the summertime, and they are teachers and uh, and administrators in the rest of the year. And so I, I'm uh, using that this year to try to get some scoops. Toby, what are you hearing about school in the fall right now? Well, we'll find out this week. So I, I really don't know. I do know that teachers will be in school um, as opposed to working from home. Uh, 
is from what I'm hearing anyways, will be in school and uh, and uh, elementary schools. It sounds like where kids are going to be going to school at least part at least part time. Um, and I have not heard on the middle school middle school levels or high school levels yet as to what that uh, new education is going to look like. And so I really don't know. I would guess that it would be some type of a combination of, of distant learning and in the building learning. But I cannot. That's only a guess, and that's just what I'm. My gut tells me. Are you here? I know that we'll, but we will have masks on. I know that. <laughs> yeah, I imagine that's probably true. Um, are you hearing anything as far as activities go? Uh, well, Jason Freed is football coach, and he's going to find out this week too. And and as of right now, um, he doesn't have an answer either. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I, it doesn't look great. Um, it doesn't look great for a, a fall season for football, per se. Um, mm-hmm. I know they're looking at options of how to make it work and possibly even flip-flopping fall and spring sports with uh, the more contact sports being in the spring. Um, just hearing conversations about that, I have no, no proof of that. I'm just in, in talking to people that are in the, in the business, per se. Right. Uh, so they're looking at ways to make it happen. So This is making my brain oh, I know. Yeah, I know. I can't imagine. <laughs> All right, Toby Cavaliwa, great friend of the show and a great angler. Uh, joining me today is with Leisure Outdoor Adventures. Toby, if we want to use your services or anybody from Leisure Outdoor Adventures, how do we go about doing that? Well, we can look us up on the on the web, Kev. That's uh, www.leisureoutdooradventures, plural with an S on there, dot com, and or call us and talk to Jim or Jason behind the behind the business. We have a phone guy which is Jim Ernster and Jason Freed. They do our phone work and, and bookings, and that's 855-LOA-HOOK, H-O-O-K. So 855-LOA-HOOK. All right, Toby, thanks for your time today. Good luck out there this afternoon. Thank you very much. We always need it when we're musky fishing. A little luck goes a long ways. I appreciate it, Kevin. Fish hail, the barn hill, country, country.